0: Creative in downtown wilkes I'm Rich Howells I'm the founder and editor of NEPA scene
1: I'm John Popko from Times Shamrock with uh who's that is that me yeah Jesus I did already, already? you did it already <laughs> yeah well I'm from Rock 107 ESPN <laughs> and Alt
2: 92.1. Uh, my name is Brittany Boot and I am the owner of Boot Photography Studio
3: my name is oh sorry go ahead <laughs> Pat Waikowski and uh I own Jewel Jeweled Moon uh an illustrated company with artwork see this guy he introduces himself he does all my work for me
0: I don't, have to, <laughs> I don't let you host the rest of the show <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah
3: the, i gave him the, i gave him a, a mercy one there <laughs> there
0: you go so we're gonna obviously talk about uh how he became an artist uh how jam bands like uh, the grateful dead and fish have uh, inspired his work uh we'll talk a little bit about mountain sky we haven't really gotten to cover them much this season so uh, we'll talk about them and uh, much more so stay tuned for the next hour. And if you have any questions or comments, leave them right down below and we'll uh, get to those in a bit. We're also gonna talk about the ongoing controversies in quotes uh, surrounding Camp Bisco in Scranton. So uh, we'll stay, stay tuned for that as well. And if you have any opinions on Camp Bisco, whether you think the festival should stay, where you think it should go, uh, please let us know that as well. Uh, we're gonna also read your comments uh, that you left us uh, earlier today. So before we get to the interview, uh, let us uh, we got some beer to drink. Uh, beer Boys and wilkes is our newest sponsor. Uh, they have uh, 72 beers on tap, including 30 from Pennsylvania breweries, uh, just like this one, uh, Susquehanna Brewing Company. Uh, these guys are committed to craft. So each week they're providing us with these uh, gigantic <laughs> crawlers, which are... Bigger than our heads, <laughs> full of beer, which is pretty great. Give me
2: those two glasses, I'll fill those up.
0: Uh, this week can is have uh, Sunny Spot, which is <laughs> brewed right here in uh, Pittston, Pennsylvania. It's a grapefruit shandy, uh, perfect for the summertime, that you can get a lot of places, but Beer Boys has a special version uh, that you can only get there that's uh, dry hopped with uh, citra and uh, cast condition. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, they tell me uh, cask beer is uh, considered live beer, uh, which is a uh, real ale because it's uh, unpasteurized and served around uh, 55 degrees. So uh, this is a little bit different than what we're used to because we usually get this after the show uh, at Franklin's down the street. So this will be interesting Cheers. to uh, to try this
1: version, which Cheers. is a little bit different from the usual. That's what's cool about Beer Boys. Like uh, In addition to their 72 uh, beers on tap, they always have this Ooh, cask, which mm-hmm. is um hmm. kind of special for them oh, yeah it's tasty so you can't walk into a, a convenience store and just buy this on the shelves like you have to go to beer boys to get it so
2: that's pretty cool i think
1: it's one of the special things about beer boys which is neat you know and you know we always try to give our
0: you know honest opinions so i thought coming in i'm like i don't know what, what i can say about this that i haven't already said like it's a great beer uh, i like it as it is Cool. Uh, but this is actually pretty interesting. Like I thought, I really wouldn't be able to tell the difference if my palate wasn't that trained that I could tell whether it was, you know, the bottled version or this. But you can definitely tell the difference with the cask version. It's um, it tastes like, like he said more like a real uh, like a real ale, you know, as yeah. opposed to it so being filtered and put through, <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> the uh system and all that kind of stuff it's, right it's it's a, it definitely has a, a different taste to it like it, it it's like it was brewed fresh mm. and then just poured right in there mm-hmm. it, must it tastes like orange juice
3: they're um mm-hmm. they're grapefruit uh it uh, it's probably my favorite like this is probably one of my favorite beers but having that hops added to it right it's uh it it makes it a very interesting beer it's it's tasty I'm enjoying the hops I
0: I think the the Citra maybe is giving it that uh that orange juice sort
2: of flavor of sure yeah. yeah i get
3: that orange juice yeah like have I really it for wanted...
2: breakfast <laughs> a breakfast
3: beer is never a bad thing right. <laughs> or a shower beer. For a shower beer. shower yeah. beer i'll drink to that i'll
2: never do a shower beer again because i actually was having a shower beer and trying to take an appropriate snapchat of me having a shower beer, <laughs> and uh, I dropped my phone in the shower.
3: Oh, no. <laughs> Listening
2: to Duran Duran, the fun fact. Just no, nice.
1: just enjoy the shower <laughs> beer for <before> what it <laughs> is, yeah, right?
3: Yeah, you need to yeah, it. yeah. The <laughs> so, shower beer is between you and the universe. Nothing yeah, else should right. be any
1: part of that.
2: So try it again. It was only to one person. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't to the Snapchat world.
3: <laughs> it could have been a worse snafu if it took a picture somewhere, you know.
2: Or, yeah, While like if it recorded down. and, yeah, like, way down. <laughs> <laughs> like, it fell <laughs>
1: I think this is like is this uh, served at fifty five degrees too? It's yes. So it's a little warmer than. It is. It is a Maybe little. Maybe that's bit why warmer. it's a little
2: bit more like orange juice too, because like you're, I'm used to having that like brunch orange juice. It's kind of been like sitting out a little yeah. bit.
0: That's yeah. Smooth,
2: easier to drink.
0: It's a uh, it's a four point seven, okay. uh, typically, and you really can't taste it at all. Like it, it really just
1: tastes like juice
3: that's actually to. one of the things I loved about the beer you is that, that you could go to a festival I, this was my festival beer mm. last year at Mount Sky or not last year last week Stonehenge sorry and uh this was my festival beer minus the hops so but it's 4.7 and you could drink it out in the sun and not be totally headache yeah. or anything yeah, at the end true. of the day you know so I try to look for a beer with a lower alcohol content when I'm going to go all if, day, yeah. Wook style. You know? for the, you're in
2: for the long run. <laughs> yes. No one starts off with golden monkey day yeah. drinking. Yeah.
3: Blithering <laughs> idiot all day long. Beer- marathon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
2: That's why, like, having beers, like, I don't mind having beers like Miller Lite or Kroner or something like that if you're going to drink in the daytime in the summer. Like, that's probably the only time I really drink those beers, but because you could pretty much drink them all day like, yeah. and not be totally, like, rowdy. They're
3: more like, refreshing, I think, than, than absolutely out, crippling you. On-
1: right yeah so if i like, if you like variety and i uh, want to try this sbc uh over to beer boys on north washington street
2: what's the yeah. actual name like the name of the beer
1: it's sbc sunny spot dry hopped with citra right got right? It. Is that it i get that right you did good <laughs> it's very good oh, it's right <laughs> in the can look at that sunny spot dry hopped with citra yep. nice nice so we dry. are do you want to try it
0: <laughs> yeah, give give the producer the beer. That's that's a great idea while he's working.
1: <laughs> he's never failed us yet. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> he'll 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 blame it on the rain if he screws up.
3: Yeah.
0: Now we also want to give a shout out to uh, one of our other sponsors, uh, the Keys in downtown Scranton. Uh, this Saturday they're having an acoustic night with uh, some people you may be familiar with if you've gone to any of the NEPA scene open mics. Uh, Joe Craig, uh, Mizumu, uh, and Katie Evans with uh, Candy V. And uh, next Saturday, July 29th, uh, is Honeyman Lightning, who's playing a uh, benefit for uh, Camp White Pine, who are uh, resisting a natural gas pipeline being built on their land in Pennsylvania. Mm. So if you're one of those uh, very principled people and you want to help out, uh, it's five bucks at the door, so it's uh, cheap and it's a good time. Uh, And you can also dress in your favorite dystopian wear which I think is, is pretty great because uh, the whole theme is the uh, climate, uh, climate change apocalypse. So that's, <laughs> that's pretty clever. Uh, and the Kirby Center uh, is also uh, one of our sponsors. They have uh, Connor Oberst playing there on July 27th, Woo! Which, is, which will be a good show. Uh, <laughs> fastball on July 29th. A lot of people are excited for that. Uh, we actually just did a feature on them a couple months back. Uh, we'll, we'll repost it uh, for people in the next couple weeks in case you missed it. Uh, we also did, uh, uh, we premiered a song from, uh, one of the openers, uh, Patrick McGlynn, who's uh, a local guy and, uh, Amos Lee is on, uh, July 30th. So now that we've got all the plugs and all that good stuff out of the way, uh, we want to talk to you about, uh, how you got started as an, as an artist. Was this something that, uh, you grew up, uh, drawing?
3: Uh, actually, yeah. Uh, since I was able to pick up a pencil, I was drawing, um. And then influenced by a cousin, also my cousin Nick. Uh, if you check his stuff out, it's Quacked Out Productions. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a big influence on my artwork. And then it's funny how he settled in his own way, and I settled in my style. But yeah, uh, many influences on the way. Uh, what got me into it was just the joy of it. I I loved it. You know, it was absolutely to create. And i think as a photographer or as you know someone in the arts you guys are all you know the video arts or whatever it is um that you, you do it's it's creating something and putting it out there and seeing what people think and feedback mm-hmm. it's just a good feeling
0: you know? so did, did that uh did people reacting to your drawings help encourage you to keep going and keep doing it
3: sure absolutely um i guess even from a young age teachers telling you hey that's pretty good or friends saying you know just to the smallest things or my mom and dad encouraged me to keep continuing what you want to do and what is passionate to you. Uh, Seeing a little flame or a spark and adding a little air to it, you know. But yeah, um, it's definitely, uh, many people have helped me on my road to where I am today. Gratefully, too, many people have helped me.
0: Now, have you kept doing it the whole time or was it something that you kind of fell off for a little bit and and came back?
3: I took a long break, became a dad, you know well, started that, that's
0: a good excuse <laughs> <laughs> yes
3: yes um I, it was all the music and the art at the time um when i was in college and before college in high school i used to travel and follow fish uh i still remember my friend brian in his house putting in a cd billy breathes in there and playing waste and i'm like wow that's really good and next thing you know two years later i'm i'm following them around you know mm. um I followed them i followed further i followed a lot of different music acts i i like other things too i saw tom waits i wish i got to see leonard cohen um that's a bummer that he's gone you know um but he was definitely a lot of uh, music is like i said uh before without music i think life is meaningless so i think that's what drives my artwork you know so.
0: now could uh Maybe tell us a little bit about uh the the jam band scene it's always been something that i've kind of looked from the outside in like it may, maybe it's a generational thing or, yeah. or what but you know i never uh saw that, but I, I see what an influence it has even even in the area places like mountain sky oh, sure. uh, the peach music festival uh stuff like that you know like uh, t- 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 tell us a little bit about that culture
3: what it is uh, once you're in it you're totally immersed i guess that's how it changes you um it's just the music you have to be gravitated to the music the music is the first thing that that gets you um i mean who do you like who do you like musically
2: uh i like
0: a lot of punk and metal
3: yeah uh, i again, love so punk and metal of, too. a lot of harder stuff what, what kind of stuff anything but country anything <laughs> but country yeah.
2: okay i like everything including country you would.
3: <laughs> I like beautiful noise, and the funny thing is, when I yeah. stop, I let down some walls, and I start listening to other things that people introduce me to, um, jam bands alike. Like I got into Mo, Uffie's McGee, and um, I just heard about Mo cancel yeah, their yeah, tour. I, I saw yeah, it. that's it's kind sad. of bummer. Um, I hope he's okay. Rob, I believe yeah. it was. Um, yeah. I hope he's okay. I hope everything goes well there. But um, you know, all these other bands. They all came from Jerry. It seems like from the Grateful Dead. They're all influenced. Fish all the way down through. Um, what a umbrella that he created of mm. a culture. Like you're saying, to be inside it though, yeah. the only way to understand it is to just immerse yourself into it. That's the <laughs> only. one day. Go to a festival with me. I'll take you with me, and we'll immerse ourselves and have a grand time.
2: Yeah. It seems like with all like with many like genre of like many genres and their fans. Like everyone, you know, obviously has a connection with each other but with like the jam band scene it's like so elevated and like the connection that everyone has like their family like that's like the term like you hear like so much with that whole scene like family community and like the the bands uh, some of the bands are on such a tier that like they connect with their fans on just like a friendship level mm-hmm. as well as like it's just different like I feel like in that scene like yeah. you don't go to like warp tour and you don't see like the bands kind of like knowing their fans necessarily or like sure you know, having for, some kind of personal relationship with them. But for some for some reason in the jam band scene, like that barrier is like almost not even there in some that's cases. True.
3: That's true. I mean, my buddy, we were on a fish lot in 2003, I want to say, or four. It was right before they broke up. I know that. Mm-hmm. And Mike Gordon picked him up in a golf cart and off they went. I, would, I missed it by two seconds. <laughs> I could have been in the golf cart with Mike Gordon. Um, I met Trey once at a show. Um, I snuck into Merriweather pavilion uh because i didn't have enough money for a ticket thank you to glenn letterman if you're listening um for getting me in and um it was a blast we had a we had a great time and that show i was supposed to go to norfolk the following day and i couldn't make it and that was the only time that they played terrapin station pretty Mm -hmm. much ever so uh getting back to uh, yeah there's just a feeling that you 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 get to meet like these people out and about and they're like even at the show they're in the lot
2: mm.
3: a lot of times they're not hidden behind a door doing what they're doing they come out and see everybody which is cool so i agree with that 100 percent yeah
2: like there's just it's just a different different dynamic between the musicians and the artists and their fans i feel like in that scene
3: yeah there's a respect because i mean they're not getting mobbed by everybody everybody would love to get a picture but no one's yeah. chasing them down or beating them down hey man yeah, play some beautiful music for me today that's all we want you know yeah and they usually do <laughs>
2: I have so. a couple of friends that play in that scene, and uh, one friend specifically, we were talking about that. Like, how you were saying, like, how like, the whole umbrella under Jerry Garcia and the Grateful Dead, like, pretty much created this entire, like, microcosm or, you it's know, this entire world. Yeah, it's like a universe. It's a
1: universe. And he
2: was like, every paycheck I get somehow trickles down in from some Jerry. way from Jerry <laughs> Garcia, you know, with, obviously not, you know, from him personally, but mm-hmm. in that sense. Which is like pretty fascinating. It's like an entire, an entire scene.
3: It's it's wonderful too because the people. Yeah, you get you get good and bad in every crowd, but the people there are very giving, friendly, outgoing. You know, willing to talk, open, very communicative. Um, yeah, it's just a different world. You know, yeah. So if you guys want to ever get a chance, I'll take you under. We'll go up to Mount Sky and we'll experience one.
1: It's never been my thing, like the whole jam thing. I'm just like. Just- Get to it, or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: but you do a music you gotta be, love. You gotta feel it. It's just not that. Something else gets you, gets you, it blows your hair back.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. But what you said though too is like everyone's kind of a family, and that's that's kind of neat. But I just can't get into that jam stuff, man. Like I appreciate I the music it. for what it is, but like just get to it. Yeah, man.
3: <laughs> no, I know, man. I know a lot of people that feel that way. That tell me, how could you travel around listening to the same songs over and over again? I love it. I just. Ooh you know every song is a different thumbprint and and you have to listen to them live but i get what you're saying you know, a Same lot of friends that are song, that way.
1: 15 minutes come on
3: and now <laughs> man and some of them are 30 40 minutes the, the jams real good dude i well, like Dave
1: matthews but once he like for his live shows once yeah. he gets it's like all right dude like next yeah. song next yeah <laughs> Dave
3: matthews he yeah yeah he's a jammer yeah um but you know what is everybody has a genre that they seem to gravitate to more like and that's good i mean it's what blows your hair back That's basically what it is and I don't think yeah yeah, I don't think anybody could live without music completely so you have to have some form of it in your life you know even if you go to these Bushmen living in the middle of nowhere they have something that they're banging on and they're playing instruments and they're singing somehow they're making joyous music so
0: are there any misconceptions about that scene that that you've heard that
3: no I mean the scene could be as bad as you make it or as good as you want it to be um just like any scene I've been to metal shows I remember seeing Dillinger escape land and love Dillinger love them and burial ground back with Terrence Colantonio and those guys um you know the scene could be what it is or you could be bad I mean it depends on the people and how they react and sure you know there should be a line that maybe you shouldn't cross you know I don't know if that makes sense
0: there there's uh we'll definitely get into that when we talk about camp Bisco. yeah oh yeah i think there's definitely that aspect of it you know there's the people that are in it that understand it and then there's people on the outside going well i i don't this is foreign to me i don't like this therefore Get rid of it. Go away. Yeah. You know, it's just, like, like a couple
2: it, bad seeds that ruin, like, a whole thing. And and sure. it could.
3: It could. Like, um,
2: skateboarding's like that. You know, like, to have, like, one skateboarder on the square, like, starting a fight or doing yeah. something like that. Like, people will just assume, oh, all skaters are, like. Yeah. You know, it's like. That's the is, is, yeah. <laughs> That's me, like, Cost starting the trouble. trouble. <laughs> but, like, it's just a couple people, like, doing, like, like, effing things up for, like, everybody. It's pretty much the gist of it, I guess.
3: Yeah. I mean, um, when you go to a lot, I mean, the old holy shakedown street we've all heard of it um you know there you could get whatever you want there. probably you know whatever you want to whatever fancies you and um I try not to look at it to be about that if that's what enhances someone's uh thank you by the way Yeah, nice of you um if if uh yeah. someone needs that to elevate their mood or whatever and they're not bothering anybody I guess that's okay but I mean if sure. you're just going for the music and like Mount Sky is saying right now a lot of times it's all about the kids. They're trying to get more stuff up there for the kids to make it more family oriented, you know? Right, right. And uh, I think that's great because it allows guys like me to go there with my daughter, things for her to do. She loves the music, too. Sure. But it, add, it creates a different, whole different atmosphere, I think, you know?
0: Well, once, once you hit a certain age, a lot of people kind of drop off because they have kids, they work, you know, whatever else. They yeah. can't make it to those kind of shows. So that's, that's a great option to be yeah. able to to still be able to go and then to, to pass that on, you know, to give her some appreciation for for music
3: too It is, it is it's it's a good thing. Ragu's trying to do that more family-oriented thing and uh I'm 100% behind that, you know. I mean, some people may not be, but teach their own. I think it's better to have the whole family's there and enjoy it together. Well, I thought and, also
2: weeds sure. out people that are there in that scene the reason with not I mean, I know we're going to get back to the campus go thing, but like there's people that are there for the drugs and there's people that are there for the music. Mm-hmm. And when you kind of reorient it to have it be the, like a family-oriented thing, you're going to lose some of those people that are there for the drugs. That do ruin the time for like most of the people. And you're just going to like include the people that are there for the music and are there for like sure. the connection with the people, you know?
3: Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that.
0: You now, has uh, since, since you've had your daughter, uh, has that had an influence on your work at all?
3: <laughs> Actually, yeah, when I first had her, I stopped doing it completely. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Molly. I still love you. But no, it was just uh, work, work, work at the time trying sure. to provide for a family. And it wasn't until maybe I, okay, I last saw Fish in 2004. And then they broke up. Molly was born in 2008, they got back together in 2009. So I, I wasn't really in that place anymore. I was, she was a baby, everything was new, and you know, if you have kids, you don't sleep. Um, you're working, you're providing, you know, you're getting things done. And now that she's getting a little older and she's interested in the things I'm listening to, like she'll be like, oh, daddy, that was nice, what's this? Or, hey, daddy, that was cool, which is awesome, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Something we could share, and that's so awesome that we could share music. Um, and she tries to get me into things from today that she listens to, and I... I try to appreciate it. I, I, It's not my cup of tea, but sure. it's music regardless. And, um, you know, she, she, she got older. My buddy's like, let's go see fish. You haven't seen them in years. Okay. So I went to Hartford and I bought a ticket. And I got there and went saw the best show I've seen in a very long time, and it it was just tremendous. Actually, the paper called us "lizards dancing in the rain" at the end of the night. It was awesome. And uh, (laughs) immediately got uh, another ticket. Yeah, yeah, the newspaper, whatever movie newspaper, whatever (laughs) whatever printed on it. But uh, (laughs) a friend of mine sent me it the next day, and uh, I immediately got a ticket that night for Syracuse the next day. And I followed them right to Syracuse, and I saw Mike. Mike Fishman playing his hometown at a beautiful, oh, if you ever get a chance, Lakeville. Um, Lakeville, Syracuse, Ample Theater. It's just right on the lake. It's absolutely gorgeous. Sunsets right on the lake. Uh, and saw another great show. And that, that basically right there was what put me back into drawing and my art right there. Just the music that one time, one good weekend. And I've created everything you're probably going to see that you're going to show since then
0: well, now's a good time to put that up on the screen then. Uh, we'll, we'll put some of those, those uh, pictures on. up for people to yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. If, if you're watch. uh, watching the, the video version, you know, if you're watching the audio version, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if you're uh, watching the audio. you're listening to the audio version. <laughs> One thing I wanted to, to ask, how do you, t- you know, a lot of your stuff is inspired by music. Yeah. So how do you take something that's, that's oral and make it into something that is physical on, on paper or on a canvas or something like hmm. that?
3: It's, um, it's all what, like when you hear a song telling a story, you could see that story in your head. I mean, that's how it is. I mean, anybody, any good storyteller, Tom T. Hall. Sorry, I know it's country. <laughs> Tom T. Hall oh, oh. or um, or um, like a Jim Croce or okay. uh, what's his, Nick Drake. I love Nick Drake. He was very good too. Uh, Van Morrison mm. was a great storyteller. You could see the story in your head and how you operate or let me make that call. You You could see the matchbook. You could... What you see, draw. It, you know, figure that out. You know, right. you could probably do it with photography. Put the matchbook old and faded. You know,
2: click. We have one of your paintings in the kitchen.
3: I have one of your photo or photographs on my wall. <laughs> some, uh, some some uh, mutual artists.
1: Yeah.
3: Yes, go, go alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I uh, I I uh, saw. Joe, I met Brittany's boyfriend Joe, who's uh, a tremendous guy, great soul. I love Joe. Yes. was a big heart, and he we does. were working together for probably longer than we. Well, we were changing light bulbs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how else to put that. We we're changing street light bulbs, and boy, let me tell you, that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Yes. Yeah, so we had all kinds of things. We we talked. He he's like, wow, well, you're a deep guy, you know. And I got him thinking <laughs> about things. I listen to Alan Watts. And then he's like, Well, my girlfriend is this fantastic photographer, and he was Brittany Boot. And he starts showing me pictures. I'm like, I gotta have that
2: one. I gotta have that <laughs> one. I gotta have that one.
3: And that's how that all turned out.
2: We about, were so. in the car one night driving, and I, I'm, he usually will we'll listen to like Pong, will listen to like Bayside, <laughs> or like me Against story. Me, or like, you know, that's just like what he listens to and what I like too. So that's what we usually listen to together. And it's just, he's playing a fish song. He's like, I love this fish song. I'm like, who like who are you? Like what are you talking about? <laughs> it was Velvet Sea. Yeah,
3: Velvet Sea. I remember it. And
2: like. I love that song and I was like, wow, this is real, this is fun. This is a change of place. like little change of pace. He has a little influence and on. And the
3: next day, and the next day, you got a Scarlet Begonias I heard.
2: Yeah, <laughs> we were at Fridays and uh I don't think he knew that song.
3: No, no, but he heard me singing it. I was on. He was in the air changing light bulbs, and I'm on the ground. He's like, "How do you Scarlet know every?" <laughs> I,
2: I was singing it at a Fridays because it was on, and he's like, "How do you know every word to the song?" I'm like, "How do you not?"
3: Yeah, <laughs> Scarlgonia's man.
2: Yeah. That's funny.
3: Yeah, no, he. That's how. That's how it all started, and then um, Joe introduced me. Well, actually, it was the first time we met.
2: Yeah, in real life. Yeah,
3: we've talked a little bit, but not nothing, anything. So.
2: Yeah, I was looking forward to it. <laughs> I
3: was Joe's too Joe's probably actually. listening. Joe,
2: you're watching (laughs)
3: my boy. So, yeah,
2: he's probably probably bright red, just like sitting at home. He's laughing. laughing.
3: I told him (laughs) when we started this new job, we started working together, and I'm like, do you think I should be myself? And he's like, ah. (laughs) (laughs) These guys aren't really philosophy, you know. They're not. They're not philosophers. (laughs) They're not really thinking that deep. We're
2: a little bit of. It's it's hard not to
3: be me, though, you know. So.
2: He tells me you're very, like, you go you very deep into uh, existential and, like, yeah, uh, the universe and existence. and
3: Well, I've I listened to a lot of Alan Watts lately. Um, I really like the Dalai Lama and stuff like that. And um, I started reading Buddha and all those things and really, really blown away that it's not really a religion. It's more of a philosophy. It's an like a idea. Belief system. Mm-hmm. A
2: way to, a really, it's like a, yeah, a way to approach
3: Buddha didn't really claim to be a god or anything like that. So right. that's what I like. But yeah, it's 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 cool. I like thinking out of the box and going really deep with things like that. So and that also influences my artwork, I'm sure, you know. So
2: Very cool. Thank you.
0: So uh, what, what can you tell us about some of those uh, specific pieces? There was one, uh, uh, there was an Alice in Wonderland one, which I, I, I personally really liked. Yeah. That's uh, one of my favorite stories.
3: Yeah, um, I was always intrigued with Lewis Carroll's Through the Looking Glass, and mm. I read the book years and years ago. And it's a very different story than Disney's Alice in Wonderland. Right. Very different story. Um, it's very dark. It's got a lot more substance to it. And I thought to myself when I was, that was one of the first ones I drew. I thought that it would be a cool story to kind of collage it with all Mm. the characters and make it like a splatter. And I decided to start drawing it and I did. I drew the caterpillar and then you could see Alice in there a few times and you know, the white knight and things like that. And um, some of the characters I wanted to draw and its you want to put them a certain way, but you don't have the room. Like instead I, I kind of thought it'd be cool to give them a okay, there's the queen of hearts. There's a, there's a, you know, crown around a heart, mm. you know, and other characters that I really like, like the Jabberwocky or, um, you know, the white rabbit or, you know, the caterpillar Humpty Dumpty was in that actually, uh, they're, they're a little bit bigger. So I think my favorite characters really stand out in that one, the Mad Hatter and things, but I, I actually printed that one black and white and I only made 20 prints. And I I hand color every one of them. So if you get one, I actually color the black and white print so no two are colored the same. And I think a lot of people like that idea too. So everyone's an original. I yeah. only have four left. <laughs> they're almost gone. That's awesome. So yeah, they're they're just about done. <laughs> and once they're done I won't make any more. You know, I'll go to something else. Working on a never ending story.
0: Oh, oh nice.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: i was just watching a, a video yesterday with uh alan oppenheimer i had met him a while ago he's the voice of falcor uh, but he's also the voice of skeletor yeah which is really weird to that's think about. Uh, yeah
3: but, like, that's a bit of a change up <laughs> yeah
0: exactly he did a lot of villains in the 80s like in a lot of cartoons and stuff but uh falcor was one of the good guys that he, he got to do that he still he still has that like golden voice too oh
3: yeah that I met i'm him at a, at a lunch rag like, about a year ago yeah. it was, it was <laughs> so cool it's a great movie my my daughter it's cool uh watching some of these movies like uh you know legend or um yeah. you know uh, what is it the labyrinth there yeah. was another great Everyone one with loves bowie the labyrinth. and she loves all those princess bride yeah. yeah princess bride yeah you know? so
0: you know they they really don't make those fantasy movies anymore no they remake even, like, them yeah exactly. <laughs> That's <what> they're doing <laughs> and they're so unimaginative when they do yeah like, i was so disappointed with uh you know, speaking of alice in wonderland with tim burton's version yeah
3: i wasn't a big fan of
0: it
2: yeah. I, I don't know i'm annoyed yeah. with all of his stuff really
3: lately
0: I, some like, of his I stuff is great I just
2: don't get into that
0: he reached a a, a a limit back in like the late 90s early 2000s i think creatively yeah it seems like that's now he's like, doing a lot of stuff that's just but it's also re- like oh this remates, is what sells remates, i guess yeah.
2: or he made
3: his or he made his imprint he doesn't have to be so out of the box but and, like still sure. like
2: if you're an artist, like don't you want to be challenged creatively or like I think they hit progressive a comfortable place or like yeah, like I think that it's probably like that with I you think know they music do. and sure all other things. But you never know what he he might be uh we've talked about this before, like almost restricted to kind of just like do certain things or like this is how this kind of has to be and like it has right. to be your signature Tim Burton thing, you know, Because yeah, if on he does it. something out of the box or you know, something a little bit different, something that maybe serves his soul and not his bank account and maybe it'll be different you know
3: i think that would i actually agree with that um i think that a lot of artists like that get in a comfortable area like if you look at adam sandler just taking for instance and i know it's a little different but comedy is a form of art right and when he started who didn't hear you know piece of I don't know if I could say it on a podcast. No, yeah. Okay, piece of shit card, <laughs> and uh, you know, uh, oh you goat, you stinky bastard,
1: you know, yeah. and all that stuff. You better right. not. Yeah. You yeah. better not. <laughs> not- <Yeah.
3: laughs> I butt-hook you, man. I butt-hook you. You know who? Who? And they were great, and they were like, I feel like. Pushing the envelope of comedy, like Stephen Lynch, pushing the envelope of comedy. Right. But then you get to a point where you have made your money, you've kind of gotten to a place where you don't have to worry about pushing the envelope anymore. So you go with the safe route. Right. You know? sure. I think he's done that a lot.
2: I say, like, I with actors or like, there's actors, and then there's like movie stars. There's people that choose roles based on, you know, the art that they kind of want to uh, experience, and then there's people that choose roles because it's gonna have big Hollywood explosions and a huge huge budget
3: you know we my buddy George and I were talking about the thing I don't know if you guys are into horror movies but the original Mm -hmm. thing with Kurt Russell yeah you know when my buddy George uh, he made a perfect uh, he said it perfectly I should say when the the thing is on the table and they're cutting it open and there's all that goo coming out that was real that thing was real that you were looking at that was a there was really slime coming out of the table and you could react to it now it'd be done in front of a blue or a green screen and everything would be yeah you know and you'd have to react how you think it would look
0: but it's the difference between the original star wars and the prequel star wars yeah you know where there's so many scenes in the prequels where you can tell they're reacting to nothing you know and they're looking around looking for where it is or they should be you know a guy shows up with 10 lightsabers spinning around and obi-wan's standing there like it's no big deal yeah and it's like shouldn't he be reacting to this giant monster with with several arms that's spinning lightsabers <laughs> around but he's not at all but you know you look at some of the the effects from the original trilogy, and,
3: you know, yeah, some of
0: them are a little dated, but they hold up. You know, they, I think they hold up better than the prequels do. Yeah. And the prequels aren't that old, you
3: know. I agree with that. I agree with that, man. It's, it's um, CGI has taken away so a piece much. of something that, like, I just recently started acting um, with my daughter in community theater. Mm. And that's something that I didn't even know I liked to do. I was just <laughs> asked to do it because my daughter was in it, and that was a memory we would make. Yeah. and uh Molly uh Molly asked me to be in the last one was Billy Elliot at Phoenix uh Performing Arts Center uh in Duryea uh, they're good people down there um but I think there's something on stage that you can get back that you don't get um from a movie where you could do 45 takes until it's right sure you know I think there's something to be said about someone doing something on stage in the moment in the now mm-hmm. where there's no oh you missed the line something's gonna happen but they You'd be you'd be surprised how many mistakes happen in a good play, where yeah. they had it together, you know. So I think um, that cinema is losing something there. I feel bit. like
2: with the bigger budgets and the crazier technology and like the crazier effects, I feel like people or directors or producers have this approach where they almost don't have to put effort into like the. The dialogue as much or like the art as much or the right. creative aspect as much it's almost as if like like if i could relate it to photography like when you had to every with film like every every photograph you took like counted and now like you have these DSLRs, so it's like oh like like i don't need to worry about what i'm doing <laughs> at all really real like, sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah. like yeah like not that like i mean that's just like kind of the mentality of like oh like we don't really need to put effort into that kind of yeah brilliance because we're gonna have this insane you know like people are you're gonna run out of a building explosion. it's gonna be like yeah and it's gonna be like people are gonna be totally yeah. like hyped about that so like who cares like if you know you just had this like brilliant monologue like just like never-ending story like those movies like do you remember like how how like complex the physical art was like for like movies like that and like oh, with yeah. makeup now like there's still that aspect of it but, like, just like that stuff. Even like just you don't the,
0: the movie posters themselves. Yeah, yeah movie like, posters are so thrown together now. It's all Photoshop. They just take people's heads and shove them together and put a title on sacri-
2: it. Like, it takes the art out of things, I feel People like. People
3: are paying to see CGI rather than... And uh, Eddie Ackerman will love me for quoting this. Uh, <laughs> uh, Rosebud from Citizen Kane. It Was it Citizen Kane, I believe? Mm-hmm. Yes. Am I saying that right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Citizen Kane. Where you got involved in a movie because of the story plot and the actors drew you into that. Even though it's the same as a play. You know it's fake. You invested in it. You know it's fake. Yeah. But a good actor is going to pull you into that. And I still think the talent's there. I just don't think they use it, you know. I just don't think they use it.
2: If you watch any, like, and this isn't that long ago, like, 50 years ago. Like, I watch, like, old movies. I just like to, like, you know. Like, if I'm home at night and I'm just, like, going to put something on. James
3: Cagney, baby. Yeah, like, I want
2: to watch, like, some Like It Hot or, like, an Audrey Hepburn film or, like, any of those. You know, like, or John Wayne or, like, I love, like old spaghetti westerns. Like, I love watching that stuff. Me set. too. I
3: love spaghetti but westerns. But it's also interesting.
2: <laughs> I like, I love them. Like, I just love the sounds. Like, you know, I don't know. I can't, I can't do it right now. I don't now, know. With plenty of... Yeah, Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, and like... <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> what <laughs> was <laughs> that? <laughs> <laughs> like, that was more like a Star Wars sound, I think, actually.
3: <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> steampunk.
2: I can't do it. But those we, like I'll watch like Ginger Rogers and Fred Astaire and I'm like wow you actually like it used to require an immense amount of talent to be in pictures Oh
3: yeah. you know so like
2: you had to sing, dance, have a personality act, right? and you had to like be able to start singing you know and like start dancing and like start like just doing things that require talent and practice and effort and energy and time and people's like invest their whole lives in it not that people don't like that now actors are like real actors like Daniel Day-Lewis people like him and um people like christian bale like they invest in their craft yeah oh
3: yeah yeah i, I think i think you're right 100%. but it's just not yeah. like that now not anymore no people don't really i mean the story is a lot like we were saying cgi things are thrown together um i think you lose a lot without that yeah i agree with that mm. so
0: uh uh hirsch actually who was uh one of our previous episodes said uh brit do that whistle again <laughs> <laughs> he also said that you have a nice hat. Ah, thank you. <laughs> Got uh,
3: this at discount for newsies in New York. Nice. One for twenty-five, two for fifty.
1: <laughs> what Tal- a deal! Right? Yeah, right.
2: Me and Rich are eternally uh, regretful that we were not on the podcast with you guys when you came on. <laughs> Don't yeah, let them lie
1: right. to you, Hirsch. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: was like, oh, Hirsch is coming on. Um, I gotta do yeah, some I gotta stuff. stuff. <laughs> 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 I gotta be somewhere. Something suddenly came up.
0: Uh, Bobby Clark uh, says, uh, uh, "What's so great about Mark Andre Fleury?" I don't. I think that's a typo.
3: No, 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 that's right. Yeah. No, you know what's great about him? Nothing. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was a beer joke inside a bar. What? <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, you you never the the, the Attaboy, stuff that comes, Bobby. that
0: comes out of the comments. You never know.
2: <laughs> Joe says enough about me.
3: Yeah, enough about me. Let's
0: talk about
2: me. I told you he'd be home, like, all red, like, oh, I can't.
3: Johnny Bravo. Enough about me. Let's talk about me.
2: (laughs) Oh, dear. What else we got? Uh,
0: Well, uh, you know, I I did notice uh, that you must be a bit of a comic fan or at least, you know, superhero fan or something because I did see uh, some Wolverine art. Oh, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Big, big, big. That was a huge part of my life. I was going to be a comic book artist. Maybe I still will be. You who still knows? Never yeah. <laughs> yeah, know. No, but when I was a kid, that was all I wanted to do. Was especially those '80s over-the-top comics, you know? Yeah. And I got into uh, the Scarlet Spider-Man. Actually, there was probably one in there. That if he if he posted, I'm not sure, but um, that was a huge story for me. I remember mm-hmm. reading through the clone of Scarlet Spider-Man or Spider-Man. Which one's the real? Anyway, I could bore everybody for years on my. <laughs>
2: head. If you were a <laughs> comic book character, who would you be?
3: Ugh. Who would I be, comic book character? I don't know. I think I'd be Fukuki. Who's that? That's my own comic book character, and oh. it is me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's the best answer ever. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's it. that's actually the book. I, I finished drawing my own book just recently. Um,
2: so you are a comic book artist.
3: Yes, yes, but I haven't published it yet. <laughs> um, it's actually a book about this guy named Fukuki who... Do you guys want to hear this story? I totally you, want. Oh, yeah, okay. absolutely. I was gonna say, okay. So Fukuki was a, uh, a mushroom him? farmer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You totally. Yeah, he was a mushroom farmer in this place called. Uh, um, uh, what the hell? Is where's his. <laughs> Man, something hollow.
2: Fukuki, is he Asian? Harvest Moon
3: Hollow is where he lived. That's right. Harvest Moon Hollow. No, he's not. He's me. It's actually but, like, me. But you
2: can make an Asian version of yourself.
3: I guess I can. Well, in, in the light of things, um, he, he goes into the pub one night and he meets some travelers. And this is like very Lord of the Rings style kind of stuff, you know. Mm. And these travelers are talking about find, finding persimmon's touch. And if you know what Persimmon's Touch is, I don't know if anybody here knows what it is. It's at, at a dead show in the early days of the dead and on, they said that the whole crowd can experience the same, holy moly, did you feel that? You know, oh my God, what was that? That was amazing. Mm-hmm. It's called Persimmon's Touch. So I riddled the book with dead and fish and mo and jam band references throughout the whole book. Um, a couple of the girls that were at Mount Sky just recently, they were the dancing bear tribe. And they were at the Stonehenge Festival. They're in it as the four, the four uh, keepers of the wind at Franklin's Tower. all right. <laughs> and uh, they, they guard the bell. <laughs> so there, there's a lot of stuff that goes into the book. I mean, I could go into the whole story, but we don't know if we have enough time. It's a long one. That sounds pretty cool, actually. It is. Uh, Fukuki does find Persimmon's Touch. He becomes a god, and he ends up residing on is Mount Sky, where gods is waste their time. The first book is finished. the The story, whole story, is finished. I have it written out. The whole story is done. Yeah, a
0: drawing, and I'm sure is, is like whole tedious. Order.
3: I'm yeah. working eighty hours a week with with Joe. Yeah, so yeah it's,
2: it's like a lot. Like we were talking about that before we started. It's like insane.
3: And then I have a and then I have a daughter on top of it that I'm you know, uh, taking care of. On it's just tedious time to get my artwork done when I'm working. Sure. So.
0: Now, so how did you uh, end up becoming an electrician?
3: A uh, couple cousins were doing it, and it seemed like a great idea. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not; it's it's a Lyman's Union, okay. actually. But yeah, um, yeah, they were doing it, and they they got me into the, the into the local. That's pretty much how it went down.
2: Which we are in.
3: Yeah, this actually where we are right now is the old 1319 local office. Mm-hmm. Very nostalgic. I took a lot of tests in this building.
2: <laughs> in this exact space. That's so actually crazy
3: to me. about five feet that way because <laughs> there was another room here it's full circle yes yeah, it's so crazy
2: I know it's I uh love stuff like it's that. a metaphor
3: to this whole meeting right now <laughs> I started this and then I got into art and I'm back here it's <laughs> it's interesting
0: so uh you've you've sold your artwork at, have you sold it at festivals or uh, just online or how, uh, how, how do you how do you sell your artwork?
3: word of mouth right now and online um i post things i have jeweled moon if you go on facebook or jewel moon art on instagram um if you like a piece of artwork i have a lot of things i have prints like i said but i only mm. make limited prints um i basically i uh i'll sell it online and when it's gone it's gone that's that's all I'm doing right now basically mm. I, I I wish I could articulate that better <laughs> the beer might be kicking
2: it yeah, <laughs> to the point yeah
3: I, I did want
0: to mention this before uh, we get to the last word to uh, tell us about the Church of the latter-day dude oh
3: well I was <laughs> online one night and um, there was a a thing to get a certificate as an ordained minister in the Church of the latter-day dude <laughs>
2: I, I did
1: that. You did
3: it, too? Yeah. You got a certificate? Yeah. I printed mine out, and I have it hanging in my house?
2: Wait, to be like a... Like a, a
3: minister good? in the Church of the Latter-day Duke.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, like, the Big Lebowski... Is that, like, a Big yeah. Lebowski thing? Yeah. Easy,
3: man. I have a beverage here. I got a
2: fucking uh, I, I, beverage I, I, here, man. <laughs> <laughs> easy, man. <I> just, like, <laughs> your opinion, man? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <So> I, had, <laughs> I had it hanging
1: uh, on my cubicle for the longest time, and uh, it's gone now. Yeah.
3: yeah, it's oh, it's I great. I really think
2: we need to do more impressions on this. Show. Actually, there's a, there's a. Yeah. <laughs> I got some good ones. We you won't get right. into. We'll I, sa- I save. I them. We'll save them. We'll save them. I'll let. Them, I'll draw them out. Like I have five good ones, so we'll just like do one. <laughs> I'll do one every other show, so people keep watching. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Walken, I think. Yeah, try it. <laughs> we'll practice it. Yo, okay. yeah. everyone
2: up
3: Everyone does that one. Yeah. <laughs> I just go whoa. Whoa
2: whoa well, <laughs> that's good
3: yeah you, you're talking uh, at me one, all wrong if what? you do it again i'll stab you in the face with a soldering iron that's great i try and i'm not very good at it. so
2: uh fun fact i always have these little snapple facts oh, it's not really a snapple fact i didn't get it off a snapple can but it's like a britney snapple fact it's a beer boys um, fact yeah it's yes. a beer boys fact there you go Beer boys fact so uh I had uh, learned somewhere along the way that Christopher Walken speaks that way and talks that way. This could be totally wrong, so, Chris, please don't be mad at me. I know how you get.
3: Um, <laughs> like, <"Out." laughs> as soon as I let him <laughs> out of my basement, we'll talk yeah. later.
2: <laughs> we'll talk later. Uh, you can set me straight. Uh, but he gets scripts and he takes all the punctuation out of them. So <laughs> that's why he talks like, could be like one time. And then, like,
3: it's seven psychopaths. when yeah. they're like, put your hands up. No. <laughs> like, yeah, like I crack like, up when he does everything. a question
2: more, it was a question or a period or like a comma or like uh, an entire sentence that time. So I, that's what I was told. But he just makes them take all the punctuation out and he just reads the script as he does it in his head. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. It sounds like it would be right. It totally makes sense. That
2: could be totally so made yeah. up. <laughs> it's like because I don't even remember where I heard it or why I. I hope
3: Christopher or Rock if I types just like in. that would be awesome. It could be just one of
2: those things that like I thought and was like I'm going to tell people that as if it's true.
3: <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. put it yeah. out there. <laughs> <here's>
1: one night. <laughs> it's
2: like, yeah. yeah, you know Christopher, you know you just like start like uh, that sounds know, very plausible,
1: know, know, and then it. You don't know where on. things
2: come it's from, like the information you had. Yeah. Keep telling yourself. She's like totally totally full of shit. I did like. Like hear that somewhere, <coughs> though. but you never know. You never Google. know what. Yeah, Google. you never know what the truth is. Yep, yeah, that's the thing. Well, like Google's said, only a hand right away. I'll just Google. talk to Chris later. Yeah,
3: uh, we'll talk yeah. to him. See what he says. Yeah. Okay, like, again, I have to let him out of my basement first.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's in the witness protection program down he, there.
3: Yes, he is. He's going under. He's actually a janitor for the school, the local yeah. school system. Yeah. I wish. Joe Kurt. Yes.
2: That's why mm-hmm. they called you Joe Dirt instead of Nana That's my favorite line in that movie. I don't know why. <laughs> That's why they uh, call you Joe Dirt. Instead of Nana You're my Sorry. sister. <laughs> <laughs> That's
3: so bad. Sorry. Have uh, you guys seen the second one? No, I, I didn't even know they made a yeah, second one. I saw I Was it good it, or not? No, I, I,
1: uh, like,
3: I, or... I don't know. He I ended up like, with Brandy sir. at the end. He got he got a new dog. He got his <laughs> Hemi. Yeah. What could possibly like, So got- your
2: hair just grows in, like, all white trash like that. <laughs> like, <Yeah. that's> like- <laughs> do try and it up,
3: day. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want the grass or the gravel?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I was thinking it would be <laughs> yeah. funny if we did, like, speaking of movies, uh, like, with like, our sponsors, like, you know how, like, they do it in Wayne's World? like very subtly, but like not at all. It's like very like, odd. You know, yeah.
1: <laughs> the Scooby-Doo
3: I ending. Mean. But like they zoom like
2: right in on like, the Coca-Cola can, and it's like really funny.
3: Yeah, that is sure. fun. what do you
2: think? Can we do that? Could we do like Wayne's World type?
3: Can we zoom of, right the, in on drug? the Beer Boys SBC know, can? <laughs> They're looking at
0: us like, no.
2: No? It's not happening? Not happening? Not today. Anyway.
0: Well, uh, I guess we should get to the last word then. Uh, now, this week we want to talk about uh, Camp Bisco, since that seems to be the, the topic of conversation in the media. Whether that's good or bad is, is another thing. Now, for those who don't know, uh, it is uh, an EDM music festival. It's uh, curated by the Disco Biscuits, our group out of uh, Philadelphia. They're phenomenal. And... Uh, we just want we we, we asked uh, viewers earlier today if it's uh, hysteria uh stirred up by the media or are there serious issues uh, to be addressed uh with this uh so I, here's here's what happened the last uh last maybe week or so uh a day before this is the uh, the third year that it's at uh, the pavilion it's been around for over a decade i believe at this point um a vendor was hit uh by a car and killed oh man um, which was not near the festival, mind you. It was just that he was walking towards the festival. But
2: was he, like, effed up, like, on drugs? Like, that's the I, th- question. I don't
0: think they've ever... They, they, I haven't seen any updates in, in terms of what his yeah, condition was or... Because how would that yeah, even be
2: relevant? If anything, it's just a tragic thing, well, uh, and, you know? And see, and,
0: and that's, that's an important thing to note is there's a lot of, of... There's a lot of these headlines that are, you know, th- they throw Campisco in the headline, but is it actually relevant to the story? Like, It right. was a guy after the festival who uh, he got into a fight with the two girls that he was with and the you know the police arrested him and everything else so they put after camp bisco this happens well it's after the festival it's nowhere near the festival they were on the highway when this this incident occurred. i think occurs. the thing is just
2: the, who they're tra- 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 right they're tracking. so
0: they're, they're they they put it in a headline to get you to click on it to get the right. comments going you yeah, know to a, get it's... people stirred up that kind of thing i mean WNEP. you know i hate i hate to say it because you know i've watched them for a long time and everything but they have just
3: become complete clickbait now like they, don't forget, a lot of people like don't even too. they know that you're not even going to click on it. They just want the headline to dictate what yeah, it's going to So exactly. a lot of people don't even click on the article or read it. Right,
0: know? and that's the problem well, is they're not even making an informed comment you were at about Bisco, the article. right? Yes.
2: So what was your experience?
0: Well, mine was a, my, mine was a little strange uh, because I was mostly behind the scenes. Uh, Keith, oh. our photographer, was there to, to shoot the event. Uh, I was actually working behind the scenes as a driver. Uh, so I was driving uh, the artists back and forth, uh, basically for uh, a couple extra bucks. And I did it last year, and I, I, I liked it, so, so I did it again this year. So I would only kind of get out to the festival in between. You know, like mm-hmm. when... You know things that died so down. So you didn't and have didn't like have the my, average
2: well, concert goers. Well, sure, exactly. Yeah. Like
0: I wasn't there. For, you know, I, I was there for maybe a couple sets in total for the most part. When I was waiting for the next person to pick up and stuff like that. But uh, you know, I, I wasn't experiencing it the same way that other people were. I obviously didn't see some of this craziness that people mm-hmm. were talking about. Uh, you know, one of the other uh, things was a, a man going to the event. Uh, had uh, three tanks of laughing gas, 150 yeah. doses of LSD. The, what was it Hunter S. Thompson, like Mollies. on his way to Camp Misco? <laughs> uh, I, assuming, Jesus Christ! What are these? Yeah, this year's backcountry. Like, what the hell was that? Assuming he was, go- he was going to sell this at the festival. Funny thing I about don't think he was going to do laughing that. Laughing gas. but <laughs> you know you're screwed up. There's
3: nothing you can do about
0: it.
2: This is like that movie quote episode. I love it. <laughs>
0: I love that movie. So and and the other thing is too. There's a there's a lot of there's a lot of people overdosing. Uh, oh yeah. People being rushed to the hospital and stuff like that. So yeah. Um. There's uh. There's always a bunch of arrests. I actually They're I actually witnessed get... an arrest oh. with a guy in a Bart Simpson shirt, which just made it so much better. <laughs> Did you go? <laughs> <wanted> no. <laughs> <house.
2: laughs>
0: And then of course there's the cleanup afterwards. Yeah, you know, that's the do, thing that do, bothers those, me. Like, like they these, so like much crap. They,
2: I, I do believe that that some of these kids really have no. Like this is what's that's annoying. Every, this, every is, no, no, to, this is no, no, this is what's disgusting. annoying. Because a lot of this scene, and I'm not trying to stereotype or be judgmental, but they are like some of them are like the jam band scene. They're like respect oh, yeah. the earth and like all this shit. And then, and then, like, like they just, just totally leave garbage
3: everywhere. Yeah, I know, like, I agree. Who
2: are you talking to, like that? First of all, like <laughs> preaching that way and like free love and all that, and then just like you know disrespecting your body too. That's like, why I like the smaller venues, like, and then trashing the place. Like that's what I like. That hypocritical, like shit. Like I don't yeah. know. Like I can't. get yeah, it, grab, it
1: drives me. It's always going to happen. They've ha- right. It's happened for years. Yeah, decades right. and decades. We and live decades. in a world now where everything's just magnified more. And, you know, but that's the problem. That's the. Like just the, the, like, the dist- I know that there's a, a company in Old Forge that allowed parking. Uh, they just had land, so they had a deal with the um, the uh, what do you call it the the venue, and they had people park in the lot. Hmm. But it was literally like the backyard of people's homes. Yeah. So like.
2: Like the blooms were fair. Yeah. yeah. So like
1: like I heard people that that live in Old Forge were like hearing chants outside like at like, you know, two in the morning. Yeah. And it's like. Yeah, you're, you're, you're bothering people. If you have such respect them, for
2: arise. art and people and the earth and the community and <clears throat> sure. that, like, and then you act like that, like, that's the only thing that bothers me about it. And, again, like, there's a couple people that ruin it for the whole thing. Like, obviously not every person that's at Camp Bisco is, like, an idiot, like, that's clueless and, like, going to be disrespectful. But...
3: There's enough of them. There's I, enough, there's of, enough them. of them to make a mess. And that
2: right. scene isn't like the, it's it's easy to confuse that scene with the jam band scene too. No, you know what though? It
3: is somewhat of that scene, but it's very it's what the scene has become. Versus like if you go up to Yasgur's Farm or if you go to Mount Sky or Penn's Peak, it's like your natural. And drug you go people to these smaller venues people. where people. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's It's a completely different scene. I went to Peach Fest last year, and granted, listen, Peach Fest. I only went Saturday. Uh, I want to go this year, but I, I can't see, I only want to go Saturday again to see Pink Talking Fish play Eat a Peach, because this band is amazing. And um, I don't think I'm going to go. I really don't think I'm going to go this year. I think I'm going to skip it, because $108, and again, you get phenomenal bands, you get a phenomenal entertainment stuff. So. sure but $12 beers and and you know the crowd is like you were saying it's kind of disrespectful there's things going down people it's just it's not
2: Do you think a, it's a younger
1: I, um, I don't know younger like
2: I think it's I, I think, think it's, it's everything I think it's everything
1: I think it's, it's everything yeah, I, I think it Kids who I think. To, uh, yeah, you pick up my trash. Whereas the whole, I mean, maybe the whole concert industry is pretty like. Right. Right.
3: Yeah. It's
2: almost right. like it's a little like extortion. Like, oh, you're thirsty. Here's ten. Yeah, ten bucks. Like, here's a bottle of water. Like, <laughs> right. that is like. You know what I mean? Like, the whole concert industry like that. Like, how much money do you need to make off a concert, like, to feel like you had a successful show? Not to
3: mention they have two different liquor licenses up
2: there. Oh, like, yeah, you can't go, like...
3: Someone just bought a $12 margarita, and they are walking down to the main stage to see the band that they're going to play, and they have a spot where you have to throw that $12 margarita away, because because you didn't buy it in our section.
2: Right, because they want you to buy their... Like, the whole thing with money, like, the, the role that it plays on art... Is so disgusting especially like in the movies in like the Hollywood thrillers in that scene in every like music scene really but like I don't know like it seems like a lot of scenes like aren't necessarily like that too like is the metal scene like that
3: i think everybody is i think that's you know like is it like is the punk all, scene
2: like that or is it just like, i think no. it's all kind I've of i've been to ska
3: shows where they left garbage everywhere you know
0: you, you've got the same couple of companies that own every every venue yeah. now yeah. so they they all and run them the same Asian. way and it just kind of it, it, it <laughs> takes away from that you know that, overall, that experience yeah. and
2: and the like extortion you know like to have a like some water like and you're at a festival like there is no like they don't give a shit about you know giving back to like the crowd or like the audience you know they they're here to sell you an experience but right. with that comes like everything else a bunch of bullshit really that like <laughs> you didn't even realize you signed <laughs> well, up you for if you look
3: if you look at people going to the peach the 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 19 year old girl and guy that are going in there with a little baggie full of mushrooms okay cuz that's what they do <clears throat> i'm not worried about them i'm worried about the guy that's got you know like, 20 kilos of coke and he's trying to oversell it to anybody he yeah, can you know sure. or 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 molly or whatever that they're doing right. like those are the things you got to look out for it's it's not the guy that's that's trying to sneak in with a joint in his pocket right. you know or whatever it's right. the people that are going there just like you said they're because they're selling the drugs and they know they're going to make a mint right there and that's yeah. i think that ruins the they scene. see the opportunity it does, it does. It does. And, I mean, I think you could have that in any any environment. Um, I think a lot of the other environments are more low-key. Mm-hmm. You know, if you could go to Sherman Theater and see a show, and a good show for that matter, um, and there's always a little element of it there, but I don't think it's as magnified. You don't get all these people coming in from out of state that have... Yeah. It's every um, scene
2: has their thing. Like, country, like, for example, like, they those... They get shit-faced and like fight, you know. Like you wouldn't think at a country concert, but like that happens at a country concert. You <clears> know? Shirt off. Yeah, yeah. like like I'm, I'm not gonna do southern, the whole southern once. thing, but it's
3: a big fight at Yanni. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I think the stereotype is that you're going to have more problems with something like Bisco, but I think you have just as many at a country concert. With or Bisco, it's much else. more amplified. I, I think. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's uh, I found it just very overwhelming. Like there's a lot of people in a small space. Uh, and you would think, uh, it, no, it's a huge space, but it feels very small. Yeah, because there's so many I, people. Yeah, because there's so many people, and they're all moving, and they're all like, you know, it just just crunched up against each other the whole time. And it, it, to me, it was like too claustrophobic. Yeah, you know, it, 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 in a lot of cases. I
2: I, get the, I think the mountains always kind of had like, even when it's not crowded, it feels that way there. I don't know why. Like,
3: say it once, I say it again.
2: Mountain sky. <laughs> mountain sky is great mountain sky a great vibe Like a it's such a beautiful atmosphere. place there's sometimes on on montage mountain for some reason it's just like yeah there's like this weird anxiety anxiety i, anxiety. What I get is it too that? i don't
3: know it's the vibe that i get there. it as
2: soon as i start walking up and, like, and
3: there's some great people there too
2: and, and it's amazing. not about what concert i'm at or i get it like i got it at uh, blink 182 like I know, I was, you know <laughs> what i mean like it's just there's something there
1: the coolest thing about Peach and Campisco is driving on 81 and seeing the mountains full. Oh, of yeah. Beans. That is yeah. cool. Brilliant. I saw a huge campfire. We drove there, past it, done. and someone
2: else with goes, drop a bomb on it. I said, uh, that's not nice.
3: <laughs> I, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> you know. do that. You know, it, it is fun. I, I'm not going to say I didn't enjoy the peach last year. We went for a Saturday. I,
2: I shouldn't have said that. That's like, really <laughs> alarming.
3: <laughs> You're right now being yeah. investigated by <laughs> <laughs> it. Well, yeah. it. Sorry, Chris therapy. Walken. <laughs> yeah. She a bomb on the
1: air. Britney's gone. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I think I, I had a blast, and, and the show was top notch. You can't, I mean, they're paying the best artists. I mean, I saw Trey Anastasio and his band play True. with Les Claypool. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. I, I, you know? I, I
0: saw that last year. That was,
3: that was a a phenomenal road, show. So. Joe Russo's Dead was amazing. Oh, Twiddle Twiddle played a great show. You know, so many good bands up there, and I did enjoy myself. I don't want to make it sound like I went up on that mountain and hated it. Sure. We had well, you fun. said
2: it earlier, the best, like you're being the best of what it is or the worst of what it is. It is.
3: It's up to you. When you go there and you know, I mean, it's the same thing as going to a party. Like, if you're deciding, I'm not driving tonight, I'm going to have a good time. You know, mm-hmm. I, I know I have Uber or whatever, and you're going to go and have 25 beers. Is it the best decision in the morning? Not so much like Jerry Seinfeld said, "Morning guy hates night guy." You know, no <laughs> one likes night guy. That guy is terrible. But you know, I mean, we've all we've all been there. I think it's the same with anything that they're doing. It's what you make of it. Yeah, You right. know, I.
0: I and I, I think you also have to look at the, <clears throat> the positives of those things too, because I mean, you, you, the majority of concert goers obviously were no problem. Yeah, they, and they had a good time. They all had a good time. Mm-hmm. time. They all enjoyed themselves. Uh, you know, the venue employs a lot of local people you know, every year maybe it's just seasonal, but that's still, you know, important. Yeah. Uh, the local economy benefits quite a bit when it's these your hotels. festivals come through. All the hotels were booked solid. I know because I was driving people back and forth for the, the, the whole time. Uh, the, uh, you know, all the local businesses, you know, people are driving off and, you know, going to a restaurant or something like that. Same with the artists, the artists gotta eat too. You know, sometimes they eat the catering that's there and sometimes they wanna go out somewhere. It's
2: also you know? when you're it's- under a microscope, like Campus is like, Anything, anything, any little thing that goes wrong—it's going to be, it's going to be be like you were saying.
0: They nitpick. They nitpick, and they—they're looking for it, right? Exactly. They want that 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 juicy headline. They're not going
2: to do that for Tom Petty, yeah, necessarily.
0: Yeah, exactly. They don't go out of their way for it in the same way because they know it drums people up, and there's a certain audience that they're looking for.
2: People want to hate it. Yeah, they know
0: that this area there's
2: a good amount of people that want to hate it, so they're going to capitalize on that. Sure.
0: So the the contract is actually up. This they, they did a three-year contract. So now it's kind of the waiting game of are they going to renew or are they going to go take the festival somewhere else? Well, no, I think because it's been a couple other places before.
3: I think uh, the money is going to dictate that. Yeah. <laughs> how much did I make in the end? And yeah. I think right. they probably made money. I
0: I, I would say. So. That's a good
3: venue. I mean, if you don't mind sleeping on the side of a mountain on a 90 degree hill, I mean. I can't.
2: I can't do that. Plus, like you're you, camping. <laughs> at the yeah,
3: the, thing. The camping. I don't know how people like <laughs> I like, like,
2: like I can't. Especially it's a ski hung, resort. If I you mean, drink and you're hungover and you wake up at six in the morning, it's all hot and like
3: no i could do the camping i would like, much rather camp
2: like, <laughs> yeah. level yeah, ground cool oh,
1: but i mean they, they
0: had they had trucks running the entire time shipping people up and down the hills and stuff so they didn't have to walk and everything well that's so cool there was, there was a lot i mean they well, do a lot there to try and accommodate people yeah so well, they, I, I think you know people making, miss I'm that sure. part of it you know but uh so i want to I, read some of the comments <laughs> that we got earlier uh, most of them are actually not what you would think. You know, they're not the WNEP comment section. It's hmm. not. Uh, it's not Talkback 16. Thank God. Nice. Where's
2: the train? Where's the train? <laughs> Where's the train? <laughs> we should have a Talkback podcast. Sorry. <laughs> we should. Why I is hope that you invite me for that. One. Time? I'll, I'll come for Every that one. time I tune in, she's giggling. Laughing
1: us. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Did, did she meet Hunter S. Thompson outside?
2: <laughs> Is she going to
1: Camp Disco? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Eric
0: Davitt says, uh, I ran sound at the Renegade stage that ran from 12 a.m. to 6 a.m. each night. <clears throat> God bless you. Well, a long <laughs> day. <dig, laughs> I, d- I didn't feel uh, at any time that the festival was out of hand. Uh, very, uh, The very few people that take uh, the good time too far uh, should be held accountable individually. I would also like to make it known that the security at Live Nation... Uh, brought, uh, was top notch and uh, was a, they did a great job making me and my equipment 100% safe during the three days. Uh, the boost to the local economy, in my opinion, helps a lot of uh, people and businesses in our area. Uh, Greg says uh, if hippies are going to spend uh, money to, to party and, t- and take a bunch of uh, <laughs> drugs
3: for three days, they might as well do it here. Yeah. Uh, there you go. It's true, uh, man. I'll agree with that. Totally. <laughs> you know, uh, you're in a, an environment that <laughs> everything's there that you need. There's exactly. a first aid station if you need it.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and,
3: and they're, they're usually
0: pretty quick about it. Uh, Nick Corsi says uh, there will always be a few that try to ruin the fun. Uh, that's life. Remember Woodstock? So, you know, people yeah. people look yeah. at that differently now, too. You know, uh, I think at the time, I'm sure there were probably plenty of people, oh, it's a menace, it's terrible, it's dr- they're d- drug fiends and everything else. And now we're like, Oh, Woodstock. Yeah, but I wish wasn't we could there, go back to those days. In the, in it yeah. Not to not to the open the up a can of worms, pushed, but wasn't like there saying. like a ton
2: of like rapes at Woodstock and like sure. a bunch of like terrible things that happened? I'm sure. Was there really? Yeah. No, no.
3: I s didn't have not done my homework on Woodstock. And for a guy that's into the jammy music it wasn't really I guess I didn't live it, so
0: I don't well, yeah, we didn't live
2: it. So, right. You know, like, what I was, was at ninety nine.
3: Like, <laughs> 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 that's a little different though.
0: Uh, Barb Lanning Moeller says, uh, if the cost of taxpayers is greater uh, than the benefit of bringing the venue in, if people are overdosing, chances are uh, they are brought to local hospitals and don't have insurance, the cost of extra security, cleanup, etc. Is it worth it? The pros and cons and costs really have to be evaluated. In the long run, we the taxpayers are the ones who suffer. Do we really want Montage to have a reputation like yeah. some other cities? Uh, we're trying to build Scranton up, not tear it down further. I agree so, with her. So you know, she looks at it, you know, from the other so side. It's a way to look at it, yeah. Sure. So, uh, definitely, uh, <laughs> opinions all around. I didn't see. Johnny, any... what's
2: so funny over there?
1: Hersh <laughs> is texting me.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can't repeat what he's saying. Why? Because <laughs> he can't. <laughs> he's
0: he's already com- he's already filled our comment section enough yeah. tonight. <laughs> but yeah, I I, I mean I. Uh, overall I think it's a good thing if, if you know if I'm gonna give my opinion I, th- I think that uh, any any festivals like this you know they're gonna have their their problems no matter what kind of uh, genre of music it is I think uh, the local media blows some of this stuff a little yeah, bit out of proportion they do. Uh, you know for for headlines and clicks and stuff like that and you know uh, we're, we're not really about that uh, on any PA scene I think we can get clicks just by you know delivering real content <laughs> about, uh, you know, real things that are going on in the area and, and like sincere
2: content. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Stuff I agree that's with not, that too. You know, uh, speculating or adding, uh, the opinion in the headline. <laughs> right Uh, you know as it it taints the coverage you know I think I think people should have to read the facts and come to their own like they're
2: either clicking on it because it offends them or they're clicking on it because they're like F yeah like um that's how I feel too you know yeah right
3: yeah well you know um any type of music venue I believe is an outlet for someone to go up and enjoy whatever they like to listen to it doesn't matter I, I kind of agree with what you said it's it goes back to really what I said earlier it is what you make of it. Uh, sure. you could end up in cuffs if you want to make it that route and right. that's your choice. I mean as grown adults, you know. So
0: Well, uh Patrick we want to thank you for being on the show.
3: Thank you, God. Thank you very much. Nice I appreciate you. That. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it was yeah, awesome. Really cool. It was really fun. Uh, uh,
0: great to be introduced to your to your artwork uh
3: and can we, you can tell people again where they can find that? Sure, you can find it at Jeweled Moon uh Facebook. You could look it up uh, just like the page. And follow it, and you'll get all my updates on my art. And Jeweled Moon Art on Instagram. And I'm currently, I did have a, an Etsy store, but I got rid of it for a while. And now I'm, I'm probably going to put it back up.
2: Stay tuned so. for Fukuki?
3: Yeah, Fukuki. Yeah. I also have <laughs> fish coloring books I drew.
2: Oh, that's cool.
3: Nice. Yeah, thats uh, they're still out there. <clears throat> cool. Yeah. So, awesome. Thank you very much, guys, for having me on. I really enjoyed this. You're welcome. And the beer was good, too.
2: It was good. Yeah. Thank you, Beer Boys.
3: Beer Boys. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Crowlers, Crowlers. <laughs> Got it. Stuff.
0: All right. Thank you. Have a good night,
2: everybody. See you guys. <laughs>